anytime I have a new relationship, I open up a Goodwill bank account with that person, right? It's a new connection. And then we mutually, we're co-owners of this Goodwill bank account, right? And I, I want to make, I want to make loads of deposits into that Goodwill bank account that I just opened up with this person before I ever take a withdrawal. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today, we have Joel Marion on the show. He is the co-founder of BioTrust and the host of the Born to Impact podcast. And it's funny because we've been we've been talking for months now. We have a lot of mutual friends, and yeah. um, we've been back and forth on Instagram for months now. And we're here at um, your beautiful house here in Tampa on Clearwater, and uh, super excited to have you on the show, man. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for making the trip in, <laughs> and uh, excited to flip the script here in a minute and interview you. So, uh, but yeah, it's a pleasure yep. to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me on show for sure so i mean first things first a lot of the listeners on this show it's called rise the young it's 18 to 25 year olds who are getting started in business on social media and really people that just want more and, and i know i've heard your story and it's I, I, we will get into it but to really kick things off what would you say at 18 years old what were you doing i like to give people a sense of okay this person who's massively successful right like who were who was joel at 18 to start with uh well i've I had just graduated um, high school. I uh, was second in my class. I always did well in, in school, uh, which is different. You hear people with entrepreneurial background all over the map, right? You have the, the, the ones who are probably like me, who who were super type A, really tried hard in school and, and got good grades. And then you have other ones that are like, ah, they just could not excel in the ac- yep. academic environment because they were too creative and all. But um, – I always kind of knew that there was something more that I wanted to do, but I went the traditional route to, to go to college. I was still trying to figure things out. I didn't yeah, even yeah. really know what I was going to major in. Um, I just, I was coming off from, from uh, being an athlete, and um, I decided not to continue. I played basketball all my life. Um, had a, a, a really good team. We're, we're nationally ranked team, ranked, ranked yep. very high in the state of New Jersey. And, uh New Jersey is a, is a big basketball state. You at St. Patrick's and St. Anthony's, uh, which which are, are two usually ranked in the top ten nationally uh, of basketball. Yep. We're a small private school, but um, it allows you to recruit. And yeah, we, yeah, yeah, for sure. We, uh, you know, we had really awesome facilities and everything. But I was good, but I I knew I wasn't good enough to. I wasn't like going D one on scholarship yeah, or anything. Yeah. So I said. Um, I had some schools that I had academic scholarships available, but not not sports scholarship. So I decided to go to school for free for academics and kind of hang up my my basketball shoes at that time. Um, so I was looking for a way to kind of transition from being an athlete, still being active and stuff. So I kind of got re- that's when I really got into fitness. Got was, it. Was back in college and I. Started doing everything wrong, you know, working out, working out <laughs> yeah, two yeah. hours a day, starving myself, eating fruit, you know, like not, yeah. <laughs> like not knowing anything about fitness at the time. But um, that's where it all started. Yeah, it got was, it. It was so, uh, so with fitness. On obviously your company, BioTrust. Yeah. Can you give us some more context on that? Because I know um, I've heard in different interviews you guys did over a hundred million dollars in your first year of business, and yeah. obviously it's a it's a fitness nutrition company. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some context on that for those who may not know what that is? Yeah. So it's a you know, it's, I guess it's considered um, you know, nutritional supplements. Really, or we're not sports nutrition like the muscle milks out there or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, we're, we're more general health and wellness. Um, our demographic actually skews 
way older than your audience. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, still quality products that they can use, but yep. our, our marketing tends to resonate more with the 45-year-old plus yep. mom and dad, um, e- even the grandmas and the grandpas um, So uh, who, are, who are looking to just be healthier, be more fit. Not people who are like grinding out in the gym. Although we have protein yep. products and stuff that would be awesome for for the gym demographic and young young guys like us. But um, the, the demographic tends to be a little bit older, uh, and, and that's and that's just kind of the way that we market. It's intentional, Got and it. those people have more money as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> sure, the, for sure. And the uh, 18 to 25 year <laughs> yep, old yep. kids mostly, in, unless they're like you, but most <laughs> people aren't. Um, yeah, so it's nutritional supplements that protein, fish oil, probiotics. Um, all the general health and wellness stuff. Um, we're getting into anti-aging now. We just launched a skincare line, um, which has become really popular with our audience. So that's, net, net, that's cool. I didn't really know that when we started this thing. Yeah, yeah. When we started this thing seven years ago, I I thought our demo was going to be like the readers of of Men's Fitness and Oxygen Magazine. You know, like the maybe the twenty-five to thirty-five. Yep. Gym goer. Um, but then you find out who your customer is, you know, yep. and you realize that it's not who you think it is. And then um, I never thought I'd be doing the skincare line, that's okay. for sure. But uh, <laughs> you, you just kind of, you know, the, the market determines which directions you go sometimes. And you want to serve your client base and, and give them a high quality, all natural product. So uh, we, we saw this opportunity with skincare because so many skincare companies out there, and especially um, just, just the mainstream stuff. It's so it's like just full of all the wrong stuff yep. like for for anti-aging it's like hey this stuff is may, may temporarily make you look a little better but it's actually going to age you a lot faster so Got it. we so filled that gap yeah for sure so um so you started that seven years ago what was the inspiration to start that in terms of like were you doing any business before when it yeah. comes to starting your own nutrition company like what was your past prior to, to the start of this yeah, seven years so ago? Quick, quick recap go back to 19 years old when i was in college i got into health and fitness i got introduced to a book called Body for Life by a guy named Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips was the founder of, of a, uh, another supplement company called EAS, Experimental Applied Sciences. They have the Myoplex shakes and all that. In, in the um, Probably a little bit before your time. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in I, the, I don't recall in, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In the, I mean, they were, they were the biggest supplement company okay. in the late 90s and, and early 2000s. Um, Bill really just changed the landscape of nutritional supplements uh he, he <laughs> he's a unique guy he's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of like the instagram influencer before that <laughs> well it was even a thing obviously okay. um but but bill had this magazine called muscle media 2000 he's very edgy it's it's funny because he transitioned to way mainstream yep. later in his career but very edgy talked very openly talked about steroid use um interviewing top bodybuilders and stuff like that and and but he was very science driven as well and then he was also very flashy and showy so he would have every week he would have like one or two lambos that would come off of a (laughs) a, you know a truck would deliver to the offices and stuff you know and and he was photo shoots and all kinds of stuff that would go in the magazine but that was like the huge magazine in that of that era and at the time he started going mainstream with a book, Body for Life, which was like a New York Times bestseller for like three years in okay. a row. It was on the New York, New York Times bestseller list for like almost 200 weeks. Um, I got introduced to that book. It kind of taught me the nuts and bolts of body transformation and, and like how to actually yeah, yeah. do it right because I was wasting my time. Okay. Doing it. I spent a lot of time working out, <laughs> yep. trying to eat right, doing everything wrong, not getting a lot of results. And then 
um, somebody while I was away at college turned me on to this book, and then that's like things start to click, you know. Uh, so then I really realized my passion was was health and fitness, and uh, I, I made my own body transformation. I I lost some body fat first, and then I was I was a really skinny, lanky guy. Yeah. Uh, I was I was six foot three, one hundred and seventy five pounds. Wow. Um, I weigh two forty now. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I I. I Lost the weight, got really skinny, and then I put on a bunch of muscle. I entered the contest. They had a, an annual transformation contest called the Body yep. for Life Challenge, and I won that. It was a huge national, hundreds of thousands of people entered this contest, and I won that for my category, uh, male, 18 to 25 years old. So time was kind of a big deal for me. I, I won $25,000 yeah, as a yeah. 19-year-old kid, um, like a all-expenses trip paid to Maui and all, okay. all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> that so it was fun, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I started writing for Muscle Media through my relationship with Body for Life and and EAS supplements. Then so I I just got really kind of drawn like into this whole that. health fitness, yeah. And, and then I mean I had a lot of experiences where you know I don't know how deep you want to go into the story where I I, I wanted to be a fitness author. I had okay. a bunch of failures there writing for magazines. Um, I kind of had it in with muscle media because I they won the competition. The yeah, Did you yeah. do a lot of those or was it more so something that you prepared to, yeah, to yeah. do for years? Um, yeah, it's just the, just the one. And then it was kind of just more like a lifestyle after that. And then writing through the magazines, I wanted to write for other magazines, but when I would submit to other magazines, everything I was submitting was getting rejected. Yep. You know, I was like, I didn't have the friendly editor who was, I had the in with, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, but I didn't, this is a good lesson for, for people who are listening because you're going to need perseverance in, yep. in anything that, that you want to do, that you want to accomplish, that you want to excel at, that you want to build mastery in. And um, I was one of the only people who would actually go back to the editors and, and ask for feedback on why, that, why the article got rejected, what can I do to improve, okay. how can I, you know, better position an article to be more what you're looking for because i always get responses like ah not what we're looking for right now well well well, you know like can i get some direction on what you're looking for (laughs) um so before long got another article published and it was on some online publications i started writing for another popular bodybuilding website called uh, testosterone magazine it's now t-nation um and then I was in men's fitness, became on the training advisory board to men's fitness. Okay. Uh, I started building a little platform, writing for yeah, all these yeah. magazines, men's health, women's health, muscle fitness, hers, muscle fitness magazine, um, pretty much all the bodybuilding and fitness magazines. And then even some really mainstream like GQ and stuff yep. like that. And even had like a lifestyle section. Okay. I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd publish some, uh, some watered down content, <laughs> but it. you know, you're not, you're not going to put bodybuilding lingo in GQ, yeah, yeah. but, um, I I became a little platform, and then I had a print book that came out uh, where I was had this. It was a book all about how to use your favorite foods to lose weight faster. It was, okay. it was about hormone manipulation and and um, uh, how to avoid weight loss plateaus and starvation mode yep. and all that stuff. And uh, it was imp- implementing cheat meals and cheat days into a dietary program. And really strong concept, I thought. People would want to, hey, well, who wouldn't want to eat pizza on a, <laughs> yeah, on, a yeah. on a diet? Uh, so, I actually got a really great book deal uh, with a with a big publisher, Random House, out of New York City, and got a hundred thousand dollar advance. That was I was twenty four years old. Okay. Uh, um, 
back up a little bit. And you're I, writing a book I, about uh, fitness and nutrition and dieting. Yeah, I was a teacher. I was actually a high school teacher at the time. Yeah, um, I, I want to touch on that because I know <laughs> I, I've heard that in different podcasts yeah, of yours. Yeah. And because you, you you say that as like a touch point <laughs> of like you come from this humble background and you're, yeah. you're a teacher to now having this massive audience and having this massive company. Bring us back to that because I think a lot of people that are young, you know, they could be 24 listening, whether they're a gym teacher or work at a restaurant and right. they're in this crossroads with like, where do they go next? Like at 24 years old as a gym teacher, like what were, what were you expecting your life to be at that moment? You know, uh, it was always a temporary thing for me. You know, when I was in college, it was actually my dad. I was a, I was a um, health and exercise science major. And then my dad was like, I, I remember very clearly he had some newspaper article that came out where it had like, it's a bunch of different photos of different people in different pro- professions. And then it had underneath like what the annual average salary was yep. for, for these people and you know doctors lawyers and then the business people and all the sales reps and then it had personal trainer there and my dad knew that i was like getting into this health and fitness thing and i wanted to help people i was thinking about getting into maybe personal training or whatever yep. i didn't really know i just wanted to help people with health and fitness and then he looks at it and he's like look at this did you get it's like you got a um personal trainers make t- on average twelve thousand dollars a year is this really what you're signing up for he's like you yeah, better yeah. you know try at least get the teaching your teaching degree as well so i end up double majoring in health and exercise science and then physical education and i uh it took me an extra year but it actually it was a good it was a wise thing for me to do at the time while while i was getting this other stuff off the ground yep I could kind of get established in the workforce, become, become independent, move out of my parents' place, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and so I was making $42,000 a year or something as a teacher, doing this writing stuff on the side, yep. knowing that, like, I'm not going to be doing this teaching thing forever, but it's a way to pay the bills and yeah, kind of yeah. get my life started professionally while I'm doing getting this other stuff off the ground. So then they had the articles and then the book, and then the book came, I was about to say, was the yeah. book something? Because you're making forty-two thousand dollars a year as a teacher, and then you get a hundred thousand right. dollars advance for a book deal. That was, was that life-changing you... for me okay. at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought my whole dream and vision was, and you know, your dreams change, right? So, uh, my my whole dream and vision was that I was going to be a best-selling author. Um, I was, I wanted to work my way up into the magazines, which I did successfully over time, and then have a have a book that would hit, be a New York Times bestseller, and then have more books, book after book after book, yeah. and just be like, you know, all these other popular fitness authors yeah. that are out there, like a Jillian Michaels or Hori Cruz or somebody like that. Uh, South Beach Diet was really popular at the time, mm-hmm. and that had been on the bestseller list for so long, and I was like, man, I'm gonna be the ne- this is going to be the next South Beach. Okay. We, we launched the book, and um, it just didn't get the traction that we hoped that it would get. And I, I and I very quickly realized the biggest problem was that I didn't know how to sell the books directly. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, if I can get on 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 uh, uh, Dr. Raz or, or <laughs> one of these other big shows, yeah, then yeah. like it, a bunch of books will start flying off the the shelf. But I didn't have like my own email list. I didn't yep. have like any any people who I could really go out into and directly market the book to. I could publish an article or something like that and, and then ha- have a mention of it in there yeah. but like that <laughs> you had, you had I was no, like, not very naive <laughs> in thinking like that was what what was going to okay. really cause books to move off the shelf yeah, you yeah. know so instead of saying because in reality the publishers when they think they have something that could work they'll tell you 
everything you want to hear, right? Yep. So in, in the meetings, they're talking about, oh, we see this being the next franchise and all this stuff. But, <laughs> and we're going to put a lot of marketing muscle behind this and because they're trying to get you to publish the book with them. Yep. And um, they ultimately did very little, uh, you know, on the marketing side of it. The, the PR didn't come through the way that we had hoped. It was a first-time author. It was a young yeah. guy. Um, I don't think I was really being taken seriously at the time in in traditional media and TV shows and stuff like that. Yep. So I got a couple of local news things, local media. I got um, on a bunch of syndicated radio shows and stuff. Books end up selling like five, 6,000 copies okay. or something. But it was not enough for them to back out the $100,000 advance even. And yeah, yeah. Um, that's when I kind of knew I was – I needed to figure some, something else out. Build your was, own list, your own audience. Was was that like when you started to focus on then building your own platform? I took the year off from teaching uh, okay. in hopes that I would never be going back. Right? Okay. But I kind of left it open. I'm like, oh, I'm on sabbatical this year. I'm promoting my book, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, as long as this does well, then I'm out. But it was like kind of the my fallback. Like if things didn't work out, I could go back to teaching. Yeah, yeah. So I was coming to the end of the year and um, – Money was kind of running out from the advance because, you know, you pay taxes on that. And yeah, yeah. then I'm not getting a salary that year. So um, money is running. And I was also spending, like I was thinking more money was coming in. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, money was running out and I realized that I was having to go back to teaching. And I just loathed the idea of doing that. You know, I felt like, man, it, it was almost, I got to a point where, Everyone heard about this book, everyone, this big advance that I got, all my friends and family. I was almost just really embarrassed to talk about okay. it because I felt like, like uh, crap, this this whole thing that I was like, had everything riding on has ended up becoming a failure. Now I'm going to have to go yeah, back yeah. to teaching physical education to middle school kids. Um, and well, that's what I did. At the same time, I said, all right. I know a couple of guys who are writing who are writing um, for other magazines, friends of mine, and uh, they were on the side. They had like their own personal training tra training athletes and stuff like yep. that. But on the side, they were doing these info products where they would have DVDs or um, eBooks and stuff like that, and yep. they were doing moderately well with them uh guys are talking they're like oh yeah it pays my mortgage and, and it's like <laughs> yep. uh it's just on the side i just like like pays for my car my car and, and my house and then like the studio stuff is like all extra money yep. um and i'm like well if, if you're paying if you're making a few grand a month paying your mortgage with this if i really went full time on this and try to figure this out and crack the code like i i could probably do even better so yep went back to teaching got obsessed with direct response marketing um learned all about info products there was a guy his name was ryan lee he was teaching like personal trainers how to got it and what year is this by the way because i know this was 2008 okay because yeah. for people listening i know like you're you're an og in this space right and there's a lot of young people you know they're, they're just getting into it and they see this space but we're talking this is 2008 yeah, you, it's 11 years ago yeah. 11 years yeah. ago and you're you're already looking at the direct uh, like direct to consumer saying all right how can i build a list and actually like sell products to people because yeah. i think there's a lot of saturation right now and i'm sure you would agree with like everyone selling everything about anything right yeah, so it's yeah. like for you looking back to 2008 like where was the lane landscape there you know social media isn't, wasn't where it is today no. like what was the you going into it like what were you expecting 
from that? Was it to, hey, build this email list and sell the fitness products or the eBooks or what was your game plan moving moving into that so, new journey? So my plan was to write an eBook and start to sell digital products on my own. Um, I learned uh, copywriting as a, probably the best skill set that you could ever learn if you want to sell online. Um, I learned copywriting from some of the greats, a guy named Yannick Silver, who's, who's total OG and direct response yeah, marketing. Yeah. And then uh, Frank Kern. Yep. Um, Kern uh, was a big influence on me. I learned some things about product launch through him. Another guy who Kern kind of worked with, they had their, their little circle at the time. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Walker, he had this thing called the product launch formula. So I, I studied product launch formula. I studied Frank Kern stuff. I learned copywriting from Yannick Silver. And like just to i invested a lot into education because i'm like i don't know how to do any of this yeah. stuff i'm gonna have to learn it so i end up but i found like you bootstrap ways to to yeah, do yeah. it so <laughs> i i actually uh split product launch formula with a friend he but he got the digital yep. course and then we split it and we paid half and half and we just kind of shared it you're not really yep. supposed to do that but hey you gotta do it you gotta <laughs> do, but you don't have the money um and then Yannick Silver had this $2,000 course called the Ultimate Copywriting Workshop. And it was like 10 binders and 10 DVDs or something. And um, again, this is 2008. When DVDs. Like, DVDs <laughs> yeah, I caught and, that one. And um, I was like, man, I can't afford this $2,000. But let me look online and see if I can find this like used or something. Yep. So I ended up finding it on eBay for like, 250 bucks <laughs> so somebody okay. had used it and they yeah, were selling yeah. it as a physical product right um wasn't like an online online membership but people were reselling their binders and their yeah, dvds yeah. so i bought i bought that course for 250 bucks and i ended up investing in a coach a little while later but i spent a bunch you know i probably spent five or six grand that year on um educating myself and then hiring a, hiring hiring a coach with the with the intent that I was going to launch this ebook later in the year, uh, but I didn't even wait to to do the ebook. I'm just here's here's how that year 2008 went. Started learning, start implementing as quickly as possible. Um, I knew some other guys who were doing online personal training, so they were yep. like doing like virtual coaching, you know, where they would give sure. people give people a um, nutrition plan and exercise plan, and they would deliver just via email. So. Uh, I wrote my first sales letter, again, modeling all Yannick stuff, and he had like a high-ticket coach, yep. uh, you know, different types of products that he had and, and how to orchestrate funnels for those and all that. So I wrote my, you know, high-ticket for the fitness industry. It was like 200 bucks a month. That's a, that a lot yep. of money for the end user. So um, 200 bucks a month, wrote the sales letter, positioned myself as an expert and stacking the value, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. I had like a really small email list of people who just kind of found my website <laughs> over like, all the years that I was writing for articles. Yeah, I had 2,000 yeah. people on this list. I never mailed the list once, you know. Okay. So it was, you just had it. I just had all these people. It said, like, free newsletter at the top. But yeah, I like, yeah. had, had no news, you know. There was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. no news. They just signed up for updates, but I never sent out any updates. I didn't yep. know what to do with it, you know. So, um, But I launched it to these 2,000 people. I ended up getting 50 people who signed up for this $200 a month wow. program and it was a it was a um four month minimum you know and it said very clearly you know you, we want committed people yeah uh you're not going to change your body in 30 days so we want people who understand this is a four-month commitment yep. minimum 
stay on as long as you want, but at least four months. So um, immediately I had like $9,600 a month that was coming in. Yeah, yeah, for four and months like, guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this this stuff actually works. <laughs> like in the next in the next four months, I'm going to make the equivalent of what, you'd make in what the, I make as a teacher. Yeah. And I just, I got to get more people signed up for this program, yeah. you know. Uh, so then at the same time, I went to um, uh, basically just network my way with, I said, okay, what do I want to do next? I want to write this ebook. Um, and what I did was I said, I know this concept of, of uh, using cheat meals and cheat days to lose weight faster is, is an interesting one. Unfortunately, it didn't work out on the print book, but I'm going to, I don't think it's a concept. I just think it was yeah, the way yeah. that played out. So I'm going to take the same concept. I'm going to rewrite it. I'm going to package it up as a digital course. I had uh, PDF manuals, audio, video, um, some, yep. some screen capture, PowerPoint stuff. Um, and we sold it as an e-course. I launched that in April. All in the interim from like August when I went back to teaching until April, I was networking my way with all the top guys who okay. were doing fitness e-books. Uh, ClickBank was the platform that everyone was selling on. Yep. So I went familiar. to the, the ClickBank marketplace with the health and fitness category. And then I just printed off the first two pages, which was the top 20 vendors, yep. right? Uh, Best-selling products. And I said, I'm going to make it, my goal is to, before I launch this ebook in April, I'm going to become friends with all these top 20 <laughs> people. And then they're going to promote my, my launch. And I didn't get all 20 of them, but yep. 18. Okay. 18 who I formed real relationships with. And then when it came time to launch my ebook, Everyone supported it. I had all my ducks in a row, marketing-wise. Yeah, yeah. Everything converted really, really well. It ended up being the biggest launch in, in fitness ebook history wow. at the time. We did $461,000 in three days. Wow. Um, and that's when I knew, like, that was I'm the, good. Yeah, you, that's <laughs> I, you knew, let's now, go. <laughs> yeah, now I, now I control my own my So that own was destiny. the turning point, yeah. you'd say, just when it comes to, like, yeah. that was finally something that you, you saw and actually got real results with. Yeah, well, the, the coaching program was nice, you know, if I yeah, get yeah, 10 yeah. grand a month, like, you know, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know where I was going to get more emails from, right, because yep. I already went to that list of 2,000, and I don't really understand, like, list building or anything at the time. And yep. So I'm like, after this four months, what's going to happen? I need, I need to do something else. And then we did. We launched the the e course. It was a ninety seven dollar. People who didn't buy the book that was like twenty one dollars in yeah, Barnes yeah. and Noble, but they bought a ninety seven dollar e course. Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> all marketing, right? For it's sure. All all marketing and and uh, getting in front of the right people and affiliate partners with all these people uh, yep. that I. Um, created relationships with over the years and uh i mean we could talk forever on yeah, how yeah. did i become friends with these totally. all these guys when i was a relative nobody but you know it's just all no. about you know all, you know all yeah, about, yeah. it's all about adding value totally you know, no, and, and i want to touch on it. now too because yeah. at the time you said you had two thousand people on your list nowadays what i know in your instagram bio it says 20 million plus email subscribers right yeah i have 17 million in the main supplement company and i have another three million plus and got another, it and another like side business that yeah, I started yeah. just a couple of years ago. So, yeah. so, I mean, number one, that's just massive. And for people listening that are, that are now hearing this, what would you say if someone is looking to build a list? Cause I love the podcast you did with um, yeah. Andy, Andy Vercella, by the way. And you guys talked about the importance of building an email list mm -hmm. and why it's so important in this social media world today of like actually owning that. Yeah. So if someone is starting a business today, that's either they have a list or they're starting to build it. What would you say from a tactical piece of advice is like a foundation that you'd like to give to someone just based off of your, 
your experience in this um in this game i'd say as far as as uh, like building, building a list yeah, yeah. Like, so, what, what so do you much, think in 2019 uh, going yeah. in 2020 so most people start with social media right and they build these social media followers and they realize oh the algorithm keeps getting harder and harder i'm, I'm getting less and less reach yep. uh how do i you know, it seems like in, in five to ten years, like Instagram's going to turn into Facebook where, like, you get in front of almost no none of your audience, right? Yep. Um, and, and it probably is heading that direction because, unfortunately, everyone gravitates towards the most popular platform and then there's way too many users and it's like, <laughs> oh, what, you're following 5,000 people. Like, you know, it's just, it's very difficult to, there's no other <laughs> other ways for these platforms to do it but the, to decrease your reach, right? Yeah. And, and then they're in the power position because they say, hey, if I decrease your reach, then you got to pay to boost posts and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. But anyway, um, you the fact is right now, you, you most people who are listening to this probably have a social media, some sort of social media following, if, especially if they're planning on getting yeah. into entrepreneurship or whatever and they're looking to build an email list. So the first place to start would be to use your social media following to populate your email list, and that's free to do. You can post a giveaway. Um, what we call a lead magnet, which yep. we use just like free eBooks or, or free reports and, and whatever it is that, you know, the niche that you're entering into, whatever you want to teach people. If it's health and fitness, like for us, we have like one of our popular free reports is 14, bo- 14 foods to boost your thyroid, okay. right? Because yep. everyone's, oh, I'm a, I'm a slow thyroid, slow thyroid. You hear it all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we have 14 foods to boost your thyroid. If If I just wanted free traffic, I would go directly to my Instagram and do a post that says, hey, I'm giving away this new free report. It's a free ebook, 23 pages, yep. about 14 foods to boost your thyroid, um, you know, link in bio or yep. whatever, right? And you direct people there, and then you can start to generate an email list. Um, if you have a YouTube channel, you could at the end of a video, you could give yep. something away. Plug it. If, whatever social channel, Twitter, you know, if whatever social channels you're on, you can use those to then populate. I, I met a guy who literally has millions and millions and millions of views on every single video he puts out on, um, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, huge yep. following on Facebook. And, you know, I asked him, like, well, well, are you are you collecting any of these names or anything like? And he's like, oh no, I'm not not really, you know. And I'm like, man, you're. He's making like good money from. I say good money, but like what other people would consider good money. He's making you know five yeah. figures a month from like AdSense revenue from all these video plays. Yep. But I'm like, dude, if you just collected these emails and then just you don't even have to have product, just like promote other people's stuff yeah, for affiliate yeah. commission. Um, he could be making six to seven figures a month, you know? Uh, So I just gave him one tip. I said, look, the next one of these videos that you put out, one of the major videos you put out, just, I said, I saw saw on your website, you have this like, you know, this free little mini course that, but you're not directing anybody there. Just tell people to go sign up for your seven day challenge on your website. So he did that and it was just really soft at at the very end of an eight minute video. And he got like tens of thousands of people wow. to sign up for his email list right then. So you may not be in a position where you're getting millions of views on a video, but whatever it is, slow and steady, you can begin, begin to build a list. Yep. And then once you build the list and you start to sell them products and services, you're going to get some cash flow. And then you can reinvest that back into doing some you yep. know paid advertising for or sure. something to push paid traffic to the same, the same page. The other question that most people have is, well, I don't really know what to give away. Yep. You know, that's a good question. And if you are, 
uh, you know, what's going to be a hit? Do I just think of like, okay, I'm in health and fitness. Let me just give away like my, my 30 day workout or whatever. Well, you could pick a lot of things in health and fitness and granted, if you tested them all, some are going to work really, really well. Yep. And some are going to be at the bottom and some are going to just be mediocre. So how do you go out there with a winning concept? For me nowadays, because I have an email list and we do send so much email, I just, anytime I want to create a new lead magnet, I'll just export my last um, 60 days of, of emails that we've sent. And I sort by open rate and clicks. Yep. And then whatever one has the most engagement, I say, all right, that's a really strong topic. I'm going to create a free report around that. Let's say I post something on protein bars yeah. or, or, or dangerous ingredients in protein bars or something. And that got loads of engagement. Then I'd say, okay, my next free report may be called like um, seven worst ingredients in your hiding in your protein bar, you know? Yep. And that I already know that that got super high engagement. So when I go and I put this out there as a as a free download for a lead ma- lead magnet, and I get in front of new users who are interested in health, then this is probably going to resonate well. Yep. Um, so if you don't have an email list where you can look at your you know your past sends, look at your social media posts. Just go on your Instagram insights. Yeah. yeah. Go on your Instagram in, in, insights. Look at the ones that had the most reach, the the, yep. the the most comments, the most engagement, uh, the most likes, whatever views, and say, all right, well, that topic seemed to really resonate, and and every time I post about this, it does really well. Then to create some sort of free yep. report or lead magnet or a free video or something that you're giving away that is uh, on the same topic that you already know is a winner. Got you it. You know For that sure. way you're not guessing. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I'm I'm always. I'm a big data guy. I'm like a data nerd, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm, I look okay. at spreadsheets and it like that. That's what like gets me going. Yep. But um, I just go back to the data because the data never lies. You know, it's like oh, if if I look at you know posts in the last six months and I see that every time I talk about a certain topic it goes bananas, then yep. yeah, then like I'm gonna create a that. product, service, or a lead magnet. One, I'm gonna create a lead magnet around that, and then I'm gonna back end it into a paid, an expanded paid product on the same topic, yep. right? Because I already know my audience wants this. So pay attention what people are telling you, because the best thing about social media is that you get that feedback directly. Yep, instantly too. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. I, I, I want to sort of change topics real quick. I know obviously people, people are listening to this podcast, and I'm sure they've heard of your podcast, Born to Impact. Mm-hmm. And you started that about last October. You said 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love for to go move into this lane because I know that's something that obviously we're recording today. Yeah. I'm going to be on your show. But what was your goal with starting the podcast? I know I listened to the first and the second episode, and you talk about like your purpose with it. But I'd love for you to just give us some insight into just Born to Impact the show the reason behind it and then sure. overall more so why you're doing it to to begin with yeah so um kind of kind of goes quick you know I'll try to be as quick as i can with this story uh about two years ago um i, I went through a really challenging year both professionally and personally um me and my business partner kind of had a bit of a falling out we're, we're like super super good now like closer than ever yep God just uses difficult year to really tune us both up, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was, the business was going through some challenges. Uh, we had a really, a really big deal on the table um, where someone was going to acquire a company that fell through very last minute. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was kind of blaming each other on why things went went wrong. And next thing you know, you know, I'm, I, it, it snowballed into a very, a very tenuous relationship with my partner. And then that leaked to my personal life and my family that year. And I just, I had a really dark year. Um, at the same time, it's kind of when I kind of 
recommitted my life to to God, and I said, yep. Lord, I don't, I don't. I said, man, I, I think I'm successful, but uh, here I am. I got this amazing home that I live in, and and uh, I'm struggling. You know, yep. um, I'm I was, I was pretty depressed. I was, and for for a couple month period, I was like sleeping in until noon every day. Okay. You know, I just didn't want to get up and deal with the, the stress of dealing with the business, my partner, and yeah, then, yeah. that obviously this all affected my dynamic, my family, my kids, yep. my wife. Um, and uh, through kind of surrendering this whole situation to God, uh, I, I just, my relationship with God got way closer. He started to just work a bunch of stuff out in the business and in my family. And then I felt led to um, start sharing more than just health, fitness, and entrepreneurship stuff. I, I wanted, you know, because I do speaking and, yep. and other things, I wanted to empower people in the things in life that really matter, you know, which, which last beyond this lifetime. It's not just the stuff like this house. When I go, this, this house will be here. It'll be passed on to somebody else, but like, I'm not taking it with me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I felt that God was saying, Hey, I gave you all these skills. Um, just to back up at a very young age, I was, um, had people tell me like, you know, God's hands on your life. It's going to, it's going to use you to impact people and all this. And, uh, I thought at the time, like, all right, well, I'm going to be a pastor, a missionary, or, or um, an evangelist. You yep. know, like one of those three things. You know, like how else am I going to impact people if, unless <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. unless I'm one of those things? So um, that's always in the back of my head, and then it didn't go that route. So I'm like, ah, oh, maybe those guys were wrong because I didn't really feel like led to do that. But then God was like, you know, I gave you all these gifts. Um, how are you impacting people beyond this lifetime? So. Uh, you know, it's a difficult question for me to answer because yep. I wasn't. And I was like, all right, I help people get healthy and help people get fit. But, you know, at some point we're all going to expire. And then yep. what, what's next, you know? Um, so I restarted my ebook business. This was two years ago. I had a, re- a remnant list of like 20,000 subscribers. Okay. And, um, <coughs> you know, that sounds like a big list, but it's, you know, for me, that's a very small yeah. list. Uh, 20,000 subscribers who, like, we would send like content like once or twice a month just to my yep. old ebook list just to, see who would stay active and stay engaged it dwindled from like oh, almost 300,000 people okay. uh, when we started BioTrust down to like 20,000 people who were still Got active it. on the list um, and then I started building that list again and uh, we published health content six days a week and then on on every Friday we would publish something inspirational where I would um, talk about some big topics share my faith a bit and the first one I published um and I never published anything like this before. It was always health and fitness content, but I had like a faith message and it was about miracles. And I just kind of talked about how God was doing, um, you know, a modern day miracle in my own life, in my personal life, in my family, in my business. And I was coming off of a really dark year. Yep. And um, I just spoke to people who maybe going through a really dark time in their own life, you know, maybe terminal diagnosis, maybe, um, maybe just struggling with their health you know people yep. have chronic disease that you know they they wake up they don't know how they're going to feel one day to the next broken relationships divorce all these types of things yep. that people could be dealing with and and i and i just said you know um from maybe it's not turn water into wine or part in the red sea but but god can still do miracle in your life and how do you give god room to do a miracle so i had like this three-step process on one was just i have this tattoo is freedom and surrender i like live by this that okay. like 
uh, why am I worrying? Why do I have anxiety? Like, I'm, I can do what I can do, but I can't control everything, you know? Yeah. So sometimes I, I just need to say, God, I, this is bigger than me. I'm, I'm going to trust you that you're bringing me through this season for some reason. What am I going to learn from it? And it took me a while to learn this concept because I'd be worry, anxiety, try to handle it on my own, get burnt out, loads of, you know, fall into depression. And then yep. finally I'm like, God, I can't deal with this anymore. I need some help. And then it's like, oh, thanks. Thanks for recognizing that I'm here. been waiting here for yeah, you. Yeah. And then like very quickly it starts to turn around, you know. So I just, now when things don't go as planned, I just have peace and knowing uh -huh. that like, because I look back at some of those really challenging situations and I'm like, man, if that didn't go exactly how it went or I didn't go through that season, then it wouldn't have led me here or, yeah. or I wouldn't have made this connection. Or, you know, I just look back so many times as situations I did not want to be in <laughs> that if that thing didn't happen and I learned from what I learned from it, then I wouldn't have been ready for the next thing, yep. you know? So um, we, at the end of the uh, email, we said um, – you know, we kind of went over all those kind of really dark potential situations that people are dealing with and said, if you're in need for a miracle, just, just, and, and whatever your faith background is, if, if you're open to somebody just believing with you and praying with you, share as much or as little about the situation as you want. But if you'd like somebody to just think about you, pray for you today, hit reply. And, and, you know, someone from my team will, will be there. We had like 10 to 20 times the response to that, that yeah. we did anything health and fitness. Wow. So I'm like, wow, there's a, a hurting world out yep, there. You know, sure. people are dealing with real stuff. It's not just, sure, I can tell you the foods that are going to boost your thyroid, but like yeah, if you're yeah. in the middle of a divorce <laughs> that that's like, or you're depressed or you're dealing with major anxiety or you, some health scare or you're waking up and you can't even, you don't even know if you're going to have the energy to go yeah. to the gym or not, you know, that sometimes you got to really address like the big issues before you can help people with the, the smaller yep, issues. Right. For sure. So, um, I was very encouraged to see that. And then I felt like God said, yeah, like you, this, you've been supposed to be doing this for a long time now, but <laughs> do, more, do more. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just had this conversation with God where I was like, man, I'm like, I'm I feel like I've been missing the boat for the last eight years of my career on what's really important. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, Stop crying. You just start today, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't change the past. Start For today. Sure. So every week we would publish one of these newsletters, and the response came pouring in, and we tackled big topics like forgiveness and fear and anxiety, your thought life, and, um, uh, you know, just things that people really struggle with in life. Yep. Had a had a guy uh, – I, I sent a newsletter on depression, and um, – I think we got like 1,200 responses to that on an email. You know, no one yeah, responds yeah. to emails. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. a newsletter. You no know, one's. It's not social media. It's not like leave a comment below. Yep. You know, it's like to actually physically hit reply to an email and, and someone say, "Wow, that really impacted me." That's it's like a way yeah. above and beyond what you would expect. Yep. So you're sending different. an email. Um, so we had 1,200 responses to this repression thing, and and um, one of them was really simple. It was from like a, a young guy in his early 20s, and and he just said. Thank you, bro. God bless you, bro. I was sitting here honestly thinking about taking my life and your email came through. And uh, I don't know what the future holds, but I decided it wasn't a good move today. Wow. You know? Like, That's insane. Um, and then we reached back out to him and encouraged wow. him and actually got him plugged in with some people who could help him. Um, so, like, literally saved a life, right? Yeah, that's wild. That's and insane. 
when that type of stuff's happening, you see that type of feedback. I just felt like, man, Do, I need to be doing more. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's I said this email thing is great, but like no one sees these twelve hundred responses and yeah. And if this was on social media and we got twelve hundred replies to a post, at least people could read them, be encouraged, see that like other people are you know have yep. are going through some similar things and hear hear people's stories and whatever. So that's when I got on Instagram last April. I decided like I wanted to move away, not away from email, but in addition to email, yep. I Do wanted more on to a public perspective. Right, right, right. So that has that you know this social media is social, right? Yep. The social proof of of uh, it's it's public, it's public facing versus. Yep. Were you doing nothing of that prior? Like, was, were you have, like a low key guy that didn't I did even not use Instagram? Even, yeah, I did not even have a a. Uh, facebook account. no way no. <laughs> prior to last april yeah i didn't even have a wow. facebook account like a okay. personal one like i like you know like people to follow why, why was family. that it just never you never wanted to be the I, social I viewed, talking about i just you always guy. viewed it as a distraction okay you know i i uh, obviously can leverage it for some really really good things but um i just, just kind of stayed in my lane with email yep. and direct response marketing and building funnels yeah you know your, you your lane yeah and uh i was like and I'm doing really well with this. Let me just double down on this. Yep. Uh, so I was, that's what I did. That's why I have 20 million email subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, at the time, I, like, I didn't even have a, a personal Facebook page, nothing. And I was just behind the scenes guy running a nine-figure company, you yep. know, and building funnels and, and buying traffic and yep. all this stuff. Um, and, we, and we used the social platforms for traffic. Like yep. We were running for Facebook sure. ads forever. Um, but like... Well, it's funny. We we had a, an account that we used because you have to have an account to in order yep. to run ads. But I had like seven followers or something, and and, <laughs> that, and we were spending like three million a month on ads. Yeah, and an account with had no followers. <laughs> um, so it's interesting. But yeah. yeah, last April that's when I started that, and then I said, um, my goal is to get to a million followers as as fast as I can uh, on social media. I called my buddy Lewis Howes, and yep. I said, Lewis was really the only one that I knew who was on social media at the time. Like yep, I wasn't I connected love Lewis. with any. Yeah, so I, I called Lewis. I know Lewis for ten years. Okay. Um, funny, but Lewis, my business partner, threw an event um, called Internet Marketing Fit Festivals in Austin, Texas, uh, on Lake Travis, and uh, Jamie Eason, who is a uh, really popular fitness model, she's actually on the cover of Oxygen Mag okay. magazine this month again, like <laughs> probably like fifty times she's yeah. on the cover. Um, she was attending the event and she said, I have this, my friend Lewis, he's kind of like trying to figure out what he's doing with his life. You know, he just came off of being a professional athlete, okay. got injured. This is 10 years yeah, ago, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and he, and he, and she said, um, he cannot af afford to come to the event. And, but I think he has a lot of potential. Would, would it be okay if I brought him as like a guest? That's so and, insane. Because like, I'm sure everyone listening knows <laughs> Lewis now, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> and my partner said, "Yeah, just bring him." And we got this like pre-day on a private yacht. We're doing a mastermind on a private yacht, and uh, it's just like 15 of us the, on on day one. Then we have like 100 and some people just coming at this really private fitness event. And uh, um, like, yeah, bring him, invite him to, even to the pre-day mastermind if he wants. And that's when I met Lewis. That okay. was that was 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. And, wow, uh, that's insane. Yeah, when when Lewis. I was like maybe two years into into business, but like okay. I, I when I took off, I took off pretty fast. Yeah, um, I was like known as a launch guy in my industry, okay. and I was actually speaking at that event. Um, but yeah, that's when I met Lewis, and we just kind of. Uh, I think I think that was the sense. first. That was the first uh, big event where like 
Lewis really got exposed like to entrepreneurship. Opened up his yeah, eyes yeah, to yeah. what he's now doing right, for the right, last exactly. 10 years or so. Yeah, right? so I called Lewis. I said, Lewis, you're crushing on social media. I know nothing about social media. I, I was I was so naive to social media. <laughs> I I called him. I, I said, um, I had some questions, some really basic stuff. You're probably going to laugh at me. I said, uh, I'm, on, I'm just browsing on Instagram. I noticed that some people – have this ring around their profile picture and some people don't. I'm like, what is like one, like a, an elite profile and one's not. It's like, no, it's just it's a good story, right? It's like another part of your profile. And, and if there's a new post then they have the ring, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, it looks way cooler. I thought they were like better, <laughs> you know, better profiles. And then he told me about like the blue check mark and stuff like that, which I didn't even know anything about that. But, yeah, yeah. um, I said, listen, I need you to hook me up with somebody who can help me, who knows what they're doing with Instagram. I got a budget to put behind this. I want to grow Instagram quickly, um, the right way, real followers, all that stuff. Yep. But uh, I said, I'm happy to advertise, do giveaways, whatever. So he hooked me up with Dan Fleischman. Yep. And Shout out to Dan. I've known Dan for like three <laughs> yeah. years now. He's been a mentor to me for sure. Yeah. And then Dan and I are actually partner in this new mastermind yep. that we're doing. Uh, it's, it's crazy how things work out. Yeah. You know? uh, so you met Dan through Lewis. <laughs> through Lewis. Just last yeah. year you met yeah. Dan? Yeah. Little, really? Like, last April. Okay. Yeah. Wow. He was the first guy that helped me with grow my account. Okay. Dan was. Yeah, yeah. He's the right guy to go to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And then now you have for the people listening one and a half million followers. And last year you didn't even know really what Instagram was or how to use it or what it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, that's, that's, that's difficult for other people to replicate without, like, putting some money behind yeah. it, you know. Um, totally. And, and even, again, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I still, you know, I, I would say I'm, I'm definitely not the most experienced person when it comes to Instagram. I try to post good content. Yep. Um, but, but, yeah, so I said I'm going to get to a million followers as quickly as possible. And then I, I made myself a promise as soon as I hit a million – I'm starting a podcast. Okay. It's called We're Going to Be Called Born to Impact. And I'm going to, it's going to be all about helping people live the life they were born to live and not settling for mediocrity or some average life lesser than like so many people living out there who are just tolerating what they do, especially professionally, yep. right? For sure. It's, you most people are in either one or two buckets. They they loathe what they do every day. It's just to, to pay the bills and get them to the weekend. Yep. Or they tolerate it. They don't love it. They don't hate it. They, they had some cool friends at work, yep. but they don't really love their job. They're not fulfilled by it, right? So I want to help people live the life that they were born to live, life of purpose, the life that's fulfilling, the life where they're making an impact yep. on on in the, in their relationships and in, in, in their career, in their family lives, you know, all these different areas that you want to have fulfillment in. But I think a lot of people are falling, falling short. And I'm still working on living the life that I was born to yeah. live, right? I'm, yeah. um, I've accomplished some things, but there's other areas where I need to tighten up and, For sure. and, and continue to, it's, it's, a, it's a constant evolution. So, Got it. Um, so the, born to impact, like yeah, the yeah. podcast itself, just for the people listening, when you hear the word impact, like what would you say now for you, like where is your focus on like, where do you want to leave impact, right? You're doing all this stuff on social, you're impacting people. But like when you hear the word impact and legacy, like what does that what do you think about when you hear those words to you? Like, what does it mean? What do you want to do? And how do you want to be remembered for your impact or your legacy? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I believe God, God's call on my life is, is really, uh, I, I, over this last year, I've, I've really felt like, yes, I want to influence the end, end user, you know, the, the person who's on yep. the other side of the podcast, the, who's sure. listening, right? That's, that's a super important audience. But I think even more than that, um, my my calling is to influence the influencer 
you know, yep. to uh, I've been able to network with so many people through the podcast and just like I've always been a networker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, I've <laughs> all the business relationships that I've had. I mean, I have so many people who join this $100,000 mastermind that no one even knows who the heck they are. They're just running big business in the yeah, background yeah. like I was, yep. you know, it's guys who I worked with for years who have 300 friends on Facebook and they're just like friends and families yeah, and yeah. business c contacts and, uh, you know, they're not they're not really on social media like I wasn't at a time, but I've always been networking, but I've just networked with other business owners. Yep. And, um, now, uh, like for, with Lewis, for example, I, I've known Lewis for 10 years. I always kind of planted seeds with, with him uh, about faith. And, um, I was never really one for, to connect all the dots that need to be connected for Lewis to, to say like, Oh, I'm going to make a life changer. Or I'm, I'm going to give my life yep. to the Lord or whatever. Uh, I introduced him to my, Buddy Erwin McManus, who's a is a pastor in Hollywood, has a big church in Hollywood. Okay, came out with a book called The Way of the Warrior, and I was like, "Well, Lewis, part of your brand is Peaceful Warrior. I, yep. like, I think you guys would really jam out on a podcast. This new book is awesome. Uh, it's all about inner peace." And so I connected them, and uh, they became really good friends. He Erwin was able to connect spiritually with Lewis uh, in a way that I wasn't able to, but it was just my job to make the connection, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, now Lewis goes to church at Mosaic in Hollywood, okay. you know? Yep. And I see the transformation that's happening in Lewis's life over this last year. And, and part of that was getting out of one relationship and getting into a really fulfilling one. And, yep. and I think Lewis is even more living his best life than he was before. And, For sure. and he's opened himself up to spirituality in a way that I don't, I don't think that he was before. And, I look at now that I was able to connect some dots for Lewis, who then has 100 million downloads on his podcast, yeah. who then has you know a million person Instagram following plus, has these live events and all that. How many more people can he reach with yep. with the with the bigger messages, the the deeper messages, the 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 stuff that really matters? So for me, it's I think my biggest thing is I want to impact the people who are impacting. You yeah, know? impact the you said influence influence the, uh, the influencers. influencers. Yeah. yeah, got it. And, I like and, that. Yeah, I've, I've I'm in a special place where I'm surrounded uh, and being able to connect with a lot of powerful people. Yep. You know, I can just rub off a little bit, shed some light, plant some seeds. No, you know, I, I really I really think um, at the end of this life, um, you know, if if you if you believe that this is not it, right? That that this flash of an eye that we're here is is not it. I want to make sure that I'm preparing people for eternity, eternal yeah. impact, right? You know, kingdom legacy. I don't I don't. If I'm thinking about just the legacy I'm going to build is is leaving wealth to my kids, which I hope to do, but like that's all it's still very temporal. Like if I don't prepare my kids with the right morals, values, and instill ethics in yep. them, so that they can go on to be productive people and impact people for what's next, you yep. know. So it's for sure legacy. Is, my legacy is I don't want it to be earthly legacy. I want it to be far far uh you know long lasting beyond yeah, that yeah got it no just just a couple more questions too so w with kids and having like having kids was that something that business wise and just how did that affect you because i think I, I sit i sit down with a lot of people and some of them say it was the the turning point where it changed everything how they look at business how they look at life so for mm. you what was that transition like having kids and just having these new beings that you have to instill yeah. morals into and actually build into these people that if you know, if you, you hand them the keys to your kingdom, whether that's wealth mm -hmm. or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you have to prepare them. So what's yeah. that, what was that, what's that been like? Oh, the kids are, are honestly, I mean, m 
my wife and my kids are the most important people in my entire life you know that's yep. that's my squad that's <laughs> my yep. my people you have other close friendships and, and dear friends but like that's that's my unit you know my wife yeah. and my two children and um there's how, no, how old are they uh six and eight six two, and eight two girls okay. yeah i've i i wake up every day and i take them to school <clears throat> you know um Got fortunately it. i'm in a position where i work from home and um I, I just make it a priority to like hey i'm gonna still be involved as busy as i am yep i'm gonna still be involved with my kids i spend time with them every evening Yep. We, do, we do activities and reading and stuff like that before bedtime. We put them to bed. We say prayers with them every night. Um, and then on Saturdays, is I I might work a couple hours in the very early morning before while the kids are still getting going. But then, yep. like, all late morning, afternoon, evening is all family time, you know? Okay. Uh, so I really try to uh, – I could work all day every day, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, I, I, there's always more to do. There's always more to do. But um, – if it's at the expense of losing connection with the people who are most important to me, who I say are most yep. important to me. Um, and I have lived that life as well. And uh, over these last two years, there's been a lot of personal development in my own life. Yep. I have lived a life in the early days of BioTrust where um, I was working probably 100 plus hours a week. Yep. You know, I was working 14 hour days, seven days a week. Um, taking a break here and there to spend time with the family, yep. but it was always like, I'm on my phone the whole time, you know, like yeah, it, was, yeah. it was, they never got the best of okay. Joel, you know? Yep. And uh, I made that mistake for a long time. And over these last two years, it's something that I really shifted that, Hey, I, I if somebody asked me who's the most important, what's the most important thing in your life or who are the most important people? I would always have said, my wife and my children, right? Or what, number one, my relationship with God, and then my yep. wife and my children, and then uh, work third, maybe you know, or friends and relationships third, and then work fourth, right? Yep. But then you, if I if I examine my life and I was truthful, it was always work first, and then maybe Just based some, on everything actions. else was like a distant fifth, you know. Okay. It's like what <laughs> work was like the first four <laughs> spots, you know. Okay. Um. So. It's and I think some people sometimes people need to do that exercise and say, hey, yep. if someone asks you what's the most important thing to you, you know, what's the most important thing and most important people in your life, list them out, and then look at how you live your life, right? Around and, those yeah, does, answers, do they yeah. match up? In a does sense? it match up? Are yeah. you are, are is the way you you live in alignment with what you say? Maybe that's yeah, even in your heart, like yes, they're the most important. But then you lose sight, you take it for granted. You that, like oh, they're always going to be there, right? And yep. And then you're just so focused on building this thing or, or or whatever's going on with your career that you end up losing connection. I've seen a lot of people make that mistake for too long and yep. not correct it. And super successful entrepreneurs dealing with divorce see their kids wednesdays and every other weekend you know that's not a, ever a position that i wanted to be in but yep. i could see that if i didn't make and, and when i when i said like in 2016 was was really affecting me both professionally and personally um i i had to come to grips with the fact like if i don't make some real changes here then i, I, I may end up losing my family yeah you know like I'm, I'm i'm not prioritizing them and giving them the time that I need to cultivate relationship. There's disconnection between me and my wife. Yep. There's my kids love me, but like how often do they actually get to interact and spend time with me and see me? Like, yep. am I going to be 
somebody who said, oh, yeah, I love my dad, but he's never there. You know, he's always busy with for sure with the work stuff. Um, <laughs> that so, makes sense. Yeah, so it it is the most important, and it's really really important to take you know to do that exercise and to just uh, audit yourself. For you know, sure. What you say, or what you would say, or what's in your heart, lining up with how you're living your life, and what day you're to doing, day. in a yeah. sense. Got yeah. it. And yeah. I, I want to touch on too. So coming out of that two years ago, that like dark year you had, and for the people listening, maybe that's them, right? They're going through anxiety or depression. And Mm -hmm. there's always this um, conversation on mental health out there, right? Of just how does someone go from having so much anxiety about the little things or even the big things, whether that's a divorce or loss of a family member or whatever it is, what would you say, what would you say is just being so successful now, right? I'm sure there's people listening. It's like, wow, if only I had Joel's life, right? Whether that's the, how they perceive it, but people like yourself, you know, you have struggles, you have anxiety and depressions that you have to face. What, what got you through that? Like what was, was it the communication with your business partners that fixed that? Was it the communication with your, uh, your wife or whatever it was that brought you guys closer over these last two years? Or what would you say to that person that's more so listening now and they're, they're going through that currently? Like what would, the one thing you pinpoint as hey start here like make this your step one whether that's their relationship with god or whatever it is yeah. what would you say that would be to you and what would you want to tell that person listening yeah so the first i would say one try to identify what the cause is and then when i really identify the cause i realized it was myself a lot okay. you know, the cause of a lot of the issues that i had was myself so why were things not the way that I wanted them to be. Well, I neglected my wife. My, I was in disconnection with my wife because I neglected that relationship in, for work, which ended up, you know, it was kind of where it was blowing up in my face, the work stuff, right? Yep. And uh, I, so I had to say, identify what's the cause. Now, for some people, the cause may be somebody else. It may be a toxic relationship that you're in or something, and you have to realize that, okay, this is unhealthy for me, so I need to remove that thing or put distance there, right? Or separate myself from that. Generally speaking, if somebody's sure there's mental health, you know, where, where it's truly a mental health thing where like, yes, yep. see a doctor, talk to somebody, maybe it's chemical imbalance. We need medications, but I'm just talking about more like when life beats you up and you're yep. in a down place because of life. Well, you have to, be honest and examine why are you at where you're at, right? Yep. Because that stuff just doesn't happen on accident, right? Yep. It's, you, your current position in life is is the sum of all the actions you've taken to get here. Yep. And usually when there's you're going through a tough or a rough time, there's some outside circumstance or, or something. And some of it's out of control. Maybe it's it's you know you just lost somebody you know that who who you loved, yep. uh, and and you're going through a grieving process. Um, all of those things. The, the the best thing I could say is one: try to identify if it's something that you can remove from your life, then then try and separate and distance yourself from it as quickly as possible, and then focus on the things that are really going to be positive. For me, that meant I had to step away from the business a little bit, and my and my business partner at the time, and um, there was a period of time where. And I just I just share this not to like air dirty laundry or whatever, but to just give people hope that like broken relationships can be repaired. Yeah. There's a time where like I didn't, me and my business partner for five years we spoke every single day. Yeah, you know, we we, yep. we we would get on a call almost every day. Something was going on in the business. He, he'd call me. It was just constant communication. Uh, he lives in Austin, Texas, and I live in Florida, but yep. we still talked every day. Super super close. Then there was a time in 2016 where. I did not talk to him outside of 
company calls, conference calls that we were both on probably for nine months. Okay. You know, um, now he and I have an even better friendship than we ever did before that. What did it take in order to do that? One, I had to recognize my role that I played in all this. I had to separate myself from that because it was it was very the tension was just killing me. Yep. So I had to back off a little bit and then separate from whatever it is that's the tension that's causing it, and then start filling that separation with positive things. So what did I do? I, I wanted to focus on relationship with God. I surrendered the situation and said, Lord, I I can't handle this on my own. I don't know how this is going to end up working out. Yep. It may mean that I need to separate permanently from this. Hopefully not. We built this amazing thing together. But um, right now, it's not something that I can I can have be in this level of tension every single day. Um, but I said, let me just surrender it. I'm going to let you work with Josh, just like you're working on me. And I'm going to focus on my wife and my kids. And I plugged in with more quality time with my wife and my kids, um, just serving my family. And then tightening up my relationship with God. All all those things were all the positive things that got me through while I had to separate myself from things that were negative and, and kind of rebuild other things that were probably broken mm-hmm. a bit because of my the neglect that happened over the last five years. And, um, you know, if you listen to the, the, the podcast, Born to Impact, a, I interviewed my partner. This was just a few months back, yep. back in April. Um, and it's called the other, the other hundred million dollar man. And it goes through his story and then also his life transformation over the last two years. And you see how God was at work in his life when all this was going on, just as he was, I had to, I think God had to get both of our attention. He came into relationship with God, but he's he's in his forties. He came into relationship with God for the first time his entire life. And now he'll tell you, as he says on the podcast, like, he's like, I thought I I knew, you know, I thought I was good. I thought I lived a good life. Yep. I thought I was success, successful. And he's like, I, this, he's like, I'm in my 40s, and for the first time in my life, I'm actually living. Wow. You know? Um, That's real. Yeah. And and that was, um, wouldn't have happened if it wasn't yeah. for what we both mutually went through. Yeah. Um, he was pissed at me. I was pissed at him. And, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a dark time there and the business obviously suffered when the two, yeah. the two owners no are like, uh, you know, not even not talking and just, yep. just going through the motions. Um, but he ended up, he had some, and he shared us all this openly on the podcast. He had trust issues just with everybody you know, because of some, some experiences that he had yep. in, in his childhood and all that. And he was with the same girl for, 14 years, never married. Wow. Um, he just had, was definitely afraid of, like, committing and saying, like, uh, okay, we're, we're married. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> legally. He's like, they're living like they're yeah, married. Yeah. They live together. Like, they do everything <laughs> 14 together. 14 years. 14 years, right? Yeah, that's, um, that's you know, he, he, he wasn't looking for anything else. He just was, like, definitely afraid of, of making the commitment to he's married now, love, yep. loving being married. Um, none of this stuff would have happened. I think – I think if uh, it's interesting because we had this huge deal on the table to to buy the company. I think if it went through at the time, uh, I may have ended up losing my family. He probably would end up losing Kim, his now his now wife. We would have been two really wealthy, miserable people. Wow, you know, that's and, deep. <laughs> and it was and it was uh, through that experience that God got our our attention in different ways, and yeah. and, and and it was like. Just stuff that you cannot script, you know, like yeah, yeah. just how things happened and, and 
and how he experiences that he had that you could you could not you could you couldn't yeah. script it that that brought him into relationship with God for the first time in in his life. And now he's like. He taught. It's funny because he's so independent, you know, so, such an independent person, even from being a kid, right? Which is, I think, part of why he was shying away from getting married and all that. He's like, oh, I don't. It's like it's just the fear of commitment. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it, me. I, I'll handle it. I, even when he was a kid, he like eight years old. He was cooking his own meals, doing his yep. own laundry, all this stuff. You know, he's he's very independent. And then, you know, fast forward. Now he's in his forties for the first time in his life. Comes into relationship with God and. And he will, he will tell you like on the podcast. He's just constantly going back to saying like, you know, um, he said, and he's like, and then I, and then he's like, no, he's like, it's partnership, me and God, we. He's like, we. Yeah. He's like, he's realizing that like, hey, it's like, it's a blessing to be here on this planet. You know, we were put here yep. for a purpose, and there's a creator who who created us and put us here to to do some magical stuff here, but. We're in partnership with him, right? He's yep. he's breathing the air into our lungs. Every breath that we take, we have the opportunity to be alive. And um, I think a lot of people end up learning the lessons the hard way when they like shut themselves off, and and it becomes all about them. They get humbled, you yep. know. At some point in life, they get humbled For because sure. it, hey, we we can't do any of this without the opportunity yep. to even be here, right? For <laughs> sure, no, absolutely. And yeah. I, I have a uh, two more questions to wrap it up. Just just going about going back throughout your journey. You say networking, and I know that something mm -hmm. that from the early stages of you looked at those top 20 people yeah. to have, you've always been a great networker, and that's something that I believe to myself, just being in certain rooms and meeting certain people and making sure you're focusing on the value first. That's something I believe as I've studied and I, I try to maintain and be, continue to do that. Mm -hmm. So for you, what, what has been the importance of networking? Because I make sure to tell young people, like, everything that's happened in my life wasn't from me, right? It's from yeah. the association of others. It's from the yeah. opportunities that others have put upon me, right? And uh, I'd love for you to just give a brief summary on just nowadays with social media, with the access to everything and the the ability to network quickly with, I tell people, you're only one DM away, right? That's how right. we connected. Right. That's how I've connected right. with everybody. So for you, like the importance of networking and spending time with quality people on a consistent basis, how has that completely changed your life? Because I come from a small town in Virginia. There's there's not too many people that I, I considered mentors, but I looked online. You know, I, I saw people like yourself that are putting out content, whether that's Andy Frisella, Ed Milletter, or anyone in between. So what would you say to that young person listening before we wrap this up, the importance of networking and spending time with quality people? Because I know you do masterminds. Some, yeah. You and Dan have that $100 million mastermind that we can touch on before we wrap it up. But yeah, I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that, of just how, how your network truly changed your life. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, honestly, it's literally everything. Uh, I think some you can only get so far by yourself. Yep. Can you be successful without, you know, really building relationships and friendships? I mean, to a degree, I guess, on, on a small scale. Not never a big scale. I don't know anybody yep. who has really built something on a big scale who is not very well connected because uh, you need to lean on other people uh, yep. um, at, at times. How do you create those relationships? You show up, you add value, you uh, you make it about them, not about you, you know? And for me, I talk about the Goodwill bank account. Like any every time I open, anytime I have a new relationship, I open up a Goodwill bank account with that person, right? It's a new connection. And then we mutually, we're co-owners of this Goodwill bank account, right? And I, I want to make, <laughs> I want to make loads of deposits into that Goodwill bank account that I just opened up with this person before I ever take a withdrawal because yep. I don't want to be overdrawn, right? I don't want to, oh, I'm, I'm going to come to you. We, we open up this account. 
no no one's put any deposits into it yeah there's not, not nothing in there and then i'm asking you for something yeah right but uh, no money in the account right <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> no yeah. money in the account guess what there's no money coming <laughs> out either there's no money in there it's generally not going to work right yep. and unless unless somebody some way just they likes you so much that they're going to make the first deposit and then you can take it out immediately. Like it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't happen. You have to invest in people and relationships first before you can expect to have some sort of return. Right. And when you leave with value first and this gets lost on so many people, but just think about it. If you show up, you're a good dude, you add value. How can I help you? Or even, you know, I don't even love it when people say, how can I help you? Because it's just like such a, Broad. I don't know. How can you help me? I mean, <laughs> what are you good at? <laughs> right. I, I don't know anything about you. Just let me know if I can do anything for you. I'm like, what, what, what am I going to say? Fly to, yeah, I need uh, somebody to pick up dinner tonight. You know, fly to Tampa and, <laughs> and, and uh, pick up takeout for me and my wife. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know what, what somebody can do. So offer something that you have a value. I've had people who said, hey, um, Love what you do. Just the podcast is amazing. I know that you do a lot of online work. I'm a graphic designer. Here's my portfolio. I would do work for you for free. I'd be honored to just have the opportunity to create a, a, a small relationship with you. And I'll lead with the fact that this is my skill set. And uh, if you your next graphic design project or website or something, if I can help or lend a hand, I'll, I'll, like, yep. I'll, do, I'll do a pro bono, right? Like that's a great way to approach somebody. Because even if I don't need graphic design help right then and there, it's like, oh, I, I recognize that yep. that person came to me offering versus, hey, can I pick your brain? Or, um, <laughs> you know, I, I love your podcast. It was great. I have a couple questions about, you know, X, Y, Z on the podcast. And that's like, sure, I want to help. But like, you know how many DMs I get? You know, like yeah. I, I can't possibly. Yeah. It's the ones that stand out. Like, oh, somebody sent me a video message versus yep. just a regular message. And they I love offered, that. Yeah. I tell people to do that video, yeah. audio. Right. Uh, the videos and the audio stand out. Um, you know, it's kind of double-edged sword because sometimes people have, you're not in a place where they can actually watch the video. Then it, it gets buried and, yeah, and, yeah. and people forget about it. But that's when it comes to follow up, right? And you just, yep. Here's a little trick for on DM, okay? If you see somebody has not responded to something, or especially if they haven't seen it yet, just hold whatever it is that you sent. <laughs> unsend. Hit, hit copy, okay? Then hold it again, hit unsend, and then resend it. It'll yep. bump right back up to the yep. top, right? It's, it's, <laughs> I love that. That yeah, feature on Instagram yeah, is so cool. <laughs> you can't do it on text message. It's like the best. It's the best thing ever on um If they don't see Instagram. it, it doesn't harm right, them, you know? Right, exactly. They didn't, didn't see it the first time. So, yep. uh, you know, obviously if they saw it, every time and they didn't respond to a different story. Yep. Maybe you should rethink your approach with yep. the, with the reach out. But, um, but yeah, networking, I mean, I can't, your network, you hear it all the time. Your network is your net worth. And, and just honestly, like I'm excited about this mastermind that we're putting together. We're going so big with this. There's the, there's literally like for every person who comes in at a hundred thousand dollars, there's like $80,000 in expenses. Then plus we're, we're donating another, 10 grand per person to charity yep. so it's 90 grand off the top we got 10 grand left split between me and dan pay taxes like i'm walking away with <laughs> with three grand per member you know wow. like it's that in and of itself directly is not a motivator for me you yeah. know I'm, I'm i have loads of businesses running an auto, autopilot while we're recording today i'm gonna spend you know a good portion of the day with you there's lots of money that's coming in and i'm not even you know that's that's just on passive income that's yeah. coming in right so that Working really, really hard to get a new member 
to for me to make three grand is is it's hey I want to get all the right people there yep. so that we can all share re- resources and our our um, skill sets what we're what we're all experts at a lot of expertise in the room if somebody needs my expertise great I can be of value but if I need somebody else's expertise or in some other area where I'm not an expert it's already represented in the group so yep. I'm really excited about. Masterminds are great if they're facilitated the right way. I think you know what we're doing is really special to get all the right people together, For so sure. that any problem that needs to be solved, there's somebody in the group that can that can help with it. And Got it. It's all about speed, right? You, you relationships accelerate growth. Um, any anything that you want to do, if I said like, hey, um, I want to open up a business, I don't really like. Classic example: Me getting started on Instagram. Yep. What do I do? I call Lewis Howes. It's my that's my buddy I known for ten years, right? I call Lewis. He takes my phone call. Yep. He he hops on the phone with me for an hour. We catch up, and then he helps me with this getting this Instagram thing off the ground. Why? Because I don't know anything about Instagram at yep. the time, right? So I I call him up. Then he says, "Hell, oh, by the way, um, he said is I told him I was I was going to be in his area in January." And I said, I'm speaking at a few events. I'll be out there. I would love to get together with you while I'm out there. And um, he said, yeah, let's do it. He said, I actually have my mastermind right around the same time. Would, would you be willing to pop in and speak? So I came and I spe- spoke to his audience on email marketing, right? Yep. So, and it's, again, because that's the way that my relationship is with Lewis. I know that I can call him and he's there. He can lean on my expertise. Yep. I can lean on his expertise. If I don't have that relationship, then... I'm probably Googling articles about Instagram and wasting yeah, my yeah. time and doing it the wrong <laughs> way versus somebody who's like been there, done that at the time, had like 700,000 followers, could probably tell me a lot quicker, tell me the things to avoid, tell me the things to not get roped up in than I could ever do trying to research yeah. myself and getting, you know, uh, going through the whole the whole uh, web of yeah, yeah. Google results, yep. you know. So Absolutely. it's a shortcut to the right answers and totally. uh, the help that you need. So uh, and. One thing too. So the hundred million dollar mastermind that you're talking on, give us yeah. some more context on that. So for the people that may not know what that is, because yeah. I know you guys are doing um, the three back to back events in California, correct? Yeah, that's. I don't know when this is airing. That's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is happening very quickly. Um, yep. But uh, but yeah, that was. And here's a, just another lesson, just about entrepreneurship. You have to be agile. You have to be willing to adapt, right? So we'll, we have some more spots available. We have, we have, we're to cap it at 100 people. That was that's the goal to get to 100. And I'm just looking forward to getting to 100 so I can stop getting on calls about getting people in the group. Yeah, I just yeah. want to focus on the members in the events and, and adding value to the people who are in. Right. And now it's full. I can get past the yep. the uh, enrollment stage. Right. Um, but we have some more spots that are left. Uh, about 65 people in. So we have 30 some odd spots left to fill. So, uh, I, I, and again, I got connected with another guy. His name's Pete Vargas. He's, he's, he has a, a business that's all about, it's called Why Stages, and it's all about getting people on, on, in front of the right people, yep. right? <laughs> and uh, whether that be on podcasts as, as a stage like this is, or whether it be on live event stage, or whether it be at like a really intimate dinner with all the right people, um, that's, a, that's a form of a stage. So uh, I got connected through my friend David Gonzalez to Pete Vargas. And why did I get connected to him? Because David Gonzalez is a networker. <laughs> he knows yep. loads of people. He knew me. He knew that I was looking for somebody to help me fill this mastermind. He knew Pete. He knew Pete was looking for somebody to help him with some email stuff for a launch that he was coming up with. So he connected us to We have both had mutual value to one another. We get on a phone call, end up hitting it off really well. 
And then next thing you know, these these seats that we're sitting in right now, I have a meeting with Fleischman, my partner, Dan Fleischman, and Pete Vargas on September 2nd, right? Got it. And he says, here's what I think that you should do. We can organize some dinners in Southern California. Look at your schedule. Let us know what we think you can do it. And, uh, you know, I can lean on some, some guys that I know uh, to help fill them up. And, and you guys can push your network to get the right people at these yep. dinners. And we just had this, like, half-day little brainstorm on how to do it. September 2nd, okay? Literally, a week later, we had all the venues booked. We had every, like, like <laughs> yeah, adaptive, right, right, Very. immediate. Like that's a, you got to be able to move quick, right? Yep. And and again, if I wasn't able to move quick, let's just say it was, I'm trying to fill this thing all by myself. I have no relationships. One, I wouldn't be sitting at the across the table from Pete, right? Because yep. that was a whole networking thing. And then, how do I fill it? I'm, I'm going out to all my one to all the members who I they're members because they're close to me. I network my way. Yep. I have relationships with them. I'm going out to all the members and saying, hey, can you refer somebody to one of these dinners? And, to, and then to all of our instructors, which, again, are have become friends of mine, good friends of Dan's. Yep. Uh, can you refer some people to these dinners? And next thing you know, we're hosting. we got like 50-some people coming to a dinner on Monday in Hollywood, all seven-figure business owners, all the right people. And um, I think the events will end up being really successful. Uh, so it's it's – you just have to be willing to do the work, yeah, right? And yeah. um, when when I s- stand in front of the audience on November 1st and the room is, is full or close to full, I can look and say, um, there's not many other people who could have pulled this off, yeah. you know, because yeah, absolutely. I know how much work it's taken yeah. just, just to get to that point. But then w- once it's full, we deliver value. People will renew. It'll be full for life, right? Yep. Like the just people having a great experience and refer, refer others and it, it will never, ever not be full moving forward. So you just got to do the hard work once. Right. Yep. So the, the premise of the mastermind, if people want to learn more, you can go um, to the website. The short version of the website is 100, the letter M, the letter M, the letter E. So 100 MME stands for 100 million mastermind experience, 100 MME.com. And there's a, it's password protected, but you can use the password elevator, Got it. We have 24 co-instructors for the year, which is one of the most unique things that any mastermind. Most masterminds are run by one or two yep. guys, and those are the guys. Then they bring in kind of like guest speakers who are kind of in and out. They're there. They give a presentation, and then yep. they're on their way. Um, they're not really – they're a guest speaker for the day or the afternoon. Uh, what we're doing is we have 24 other nine-figure guys who are there – at every event from start to finish, they're co-instructing and they're leading um, uh, Zoom calls and stuff in between the events. So we literally have a, a faculty, yep. you know, <laughs> 24 people, 24 yeah. <laughs> rock star, nine-figure guys, plus Fleischman and myself, 26 of us, who are leading the group, who are going to be accessible, who are going to be at all the events. Um, and then yeah, we're, we're going real big with the events. We're not meeting in hotel rooms. We're meeting uh, in, like, mega mansions, private yep. estates inspirational venues um we're going to have some really cool entertainment and experiences that is that's part of it um so it's all kind of outlined on the website it's yep. something i'm really really excited about it's uh kind of the mastermind of it kudos to dan it was it was his initial vision Got it. Uh, he came to me about partnering with him on it and i helped fine-tune it a bit but um you know it's it's a uh it's an amazing opportunity for the right person. You, you have to be yep. at a plane at a certain level, right? It's $100,000 to invest yep. in it. But um, if you have a seven-figure business and this sounds intriguing to you, uh, check out the website. There's a yep. little form 
uh, in the express interest at the bottom for, of the page. Yep, and I'll make sure to put that in the description so people can yeah, check it out for yeah. sure. And last thing, just to bring it all full circle, man. I mean, just to, to someone listening, the one thing to leave with an 18-year-old, if you could go yeah. back to in that moment of, hey, you're just getting started in your journey, you're 18 years old, with the current landscape of social media and where it is today in 2019, what would you tell that 18-year-old that's literally listening to this podcast today, hearing nine-figure entrepreneurs and $100,000 to get in, but they're just getting started? What, do you, what would you say to that young 18-year-old kid or male, female, wherever they are in their life? Yeah. What would you say to them just to really wrap it up? Uh, go listen to Born Impact Episode 1. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the, truly, though, it's, it outlines the five pillars of impact. And yep. the, the, that's the foundation, right? Like if, if you're, you're 18 years old, you're, you're primo to just like you, you're, you don't – fortunately, you're not 45 years old saying, how many mistakes did I make to get myself here and now I have yeah. to kind of course correct, right? You're at the start of your adult life. And you have an opportunity for podcasts like these and like mine who can actually give you a really strong foundation. You can plug into things like this and you can get education. But in, in that episode, we go over the five pillars of, of impact and we elaborate on them. But they, they are the first one is, is passion. And you need to think about what is it that I really am passionate about? Because if you're chasing the money, you know, like, oh, yep. this is a good industry to be in. Like, you, you're you going to get burnt out real quick, and you're much more likely to end up not following through because guess what? A, a financial opportunity or a business opportunity, if it even were to work out, you know, it, it's going to wind up being unfulfilling. You're not going to be motivated to – because business – let me tell you this right now. Business is hard work. It's yep. it's not for the faint of heart. You're going. The last two P's are patience and perseverance, and there's a reason why that yep. they're included, <laughs> right? Because even when you identify what your passion is, and then the second one is is uh, pure motives or authenticity. You got to be real. You got to have yep. pure motives about what it is that you're entering into. If again, if you're entering into it for because it's a money grab, like guess what? You're not going to go very far. Yep. Think about wh what am I really passionate about? What what is going to get me up? And, and when the times get tough, and and it's a difficult time. I can always anchor into the fact that I'm really passionate about this, so it's going to keep me going, right? Yep. Uh, so passion one, pure motives, authenticity is number two. The third one is super important. It ties back into your passion. So it's proficiency. Proficiency means you can be really passionate about something, but unless you master your craft, you're not really going to be able to get that far. Somebody yep. says, oh, I'm passionate about soccer, but you never practice, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you're not a very good player, then your passion is only going to take you so far, yep. right? Your passion should fuel your desire to become proficient in it, right? If I love guitar um, and I'm really passionate about music, then even though the fact that I bust out my guitar and I suck the first time, the fact that I'm passionate about it and I want to learn is what's going to keep me yeah. going, right? And it's same thing with, with, with me, with health and fitness online, want to impact people uh, with health and fitness information. Failed, failure on articles, hundreds of rejections, failure on the, on the big book that I thought was going to be the turning point for my life. And then it led me into what I'm doing today. But not everything that I do in, in, uh, in my current business is, is an instant success, yeah. you know? I've, I've had failures over the last seven years, many of them. Um, fortunately more wins than failures yeah, and yeah. when the, when the failures happen and when the losses happen, then you say, why didn't that work? Well, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? Um, I've actually had product launches where I had a bunch of people promoting it and the launch did not perform that well. 
And because I wanted to protect those relationships, I just came out of pocket and I paid everybody extra mm. commission because wow. they had an expectation on how it was going to perform. It didn't. It disappoint, was disappointing for me, but like yeah. now it's not just disappointing for me in the fact that it didn't do that well, but now I'm like I'm coming out of pocket six figures yeah. just to make good with everybody who promoted yeah. it. And I got hundreds of partners promoting, yeah. you know. Yeah. That was a big lesson learned. And that, that taught me like, don't release it until it's tested. Yeah. <laughs> Don't release yeah, yeah. It, it to to fifty people to promote it until you've yep. actually determined that the numbers are there. You know, for sure. Uh, so and, and everything you're going to learn. So you have passion. You have um, pure pure motives, authenticity. You have uh, proficiency, and then you have patience and perseverance. Uh, is you're going to have to have patience. I did not get to where I am today overnight. I had a really good. Uh, first year but that came off of probably yeah. five or six years of just trying to get anything to work yep. you know and then uh, my friend James Clear he wrote the book Atomic Habits he talks about it. it's called the, the Plateau of Latent Potential and it basically means like you expect progress to be linear when you get, you, you get started on something and you're working really hard and you expect it to just be a very gradual linear path to success <laughs> right like I start yeah. I start climbing the stairs and then I keep putting one foot in front of the other and then I'm going to reach you know the the, the top of the staircase or the, or the top of the mountain in time right yep. well it's, it's not how it works it's it's like you're basically just walking in a straight line for a while yeah. <laughs> you're not getting anywhere at all yeah. and then boom like something happens and then you take off like a rocket yep. you know and so it's the stone cutter who's who's slamming that mount down 20 30 40 50 times and then on the 78th time, stone breaks. Yep. Did he do something magical on number 78? No, he just didn't give up, and he plowed through 77 to get there, and then boom, he had his breakthrough, yep. right? For sure. It's, uh, it's, it's not that magical 78th blow. It's, it's the lead-up of all the work that got put into it yep. to get you there, all the lessons learned along the way, all the things that you figured out didn't work. God, thank God for the – for the things that you figure out don't work. So you yep. stop doing them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for and sure. then you pivot and, learn what not and, to do. and you learn. Yeah. So, um, all those things, I, I just tell people if, 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 especially if you're 18 years old and you're getting ready, I, I I'd highly encourage you to just listen to those first two episodes for and sure. go over the, the five pillars. Yep. It's foundational for anybody who wants to achieve anything and live a life of impact. I got it. Well, uh, Joel, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Just to wrap it up, so Born to Impact, the podcast, it's on every what? iTunes, Spotify, yeah, all the different everywhere. platforms that they can check it out. So any last thing, where, do, where should people go to follow you? Instagram, podcast, where's the best place? Yeah, I'm just at go? Joel Marion, uh, M-A-R-I-O-N, at Joel Marion on Instagram. I'm not active on Facebook. I have a verified account on Facebook, but um, – Instagram's the place. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Instagram will be the place. The podcast would love love for people to tune in the podcast. Yep. Uh, we get a lot of amazing guests. Uh, Casey will 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 be recording here in a minute, and um, you'll get a chance to to hear him on the podcast. Appreciate so maybe it. listen to that one first, <laughs> and and then go back and listen to episode one and two, and then you can pick. We have many many amazing yep. guests. You know, Grant Cardone, Tim Grover, uh, my my good friend Bezos Colian, Craig Valentine. Um, Ed Milet, uh, yep. Lewis House, all these guys, Trent Shelton, all these guys have been guests on the show. Um, so I, th I think uh, you'll be, you'll get a lot of value out of it. It'll, it'll inspire you. Um, it'll help you along your path of living the life that you were born to live. And hopefully that's the life you're trying to live, right? And, and not anything else but because yep. you were put here for a very specific reason and a purpose it's uh, life is really about discovering what that is and then operating in that lane instead of 
hey, if you if if you're trying to emulate or live somebody else's life, you're always going to be unfulfilled. Yeah, you know, you have to figure out why. What's special about me? Why am I here? And um, I think podcasts like these that we do can help encourage people and put people on the right path. So I'm grateful to have the opportunity to talk to your audience yep. today. And I appreciate it, Joel. And that being said, everyone, make sure you tune in to Born to Impact as well as follow Joel on Instagram. Everything will be linked down below. And that being said, make sure you subscribe to the Rise of the Young podcast. I will talk to you guys soon.